Alright, welcome back to the A to Z podcast. We're your host. I'm Alec. And I'm Zach. And today it's a little a little more special because I am finally here with Zach in person. Zach, how do you feel about that, my friend? Yeah, this is definitely a momentous occasion because for some of the newer listeners, if you don't know, we do this remote. So we we kind of like both chime in on Discord, record our own separate tracks, and just have at it after that. But being in the same room is something we've always wanted to do. So we're finally doing it and yeah. it feels pretty good. It's awesome. It's good to see you. Yeah, I know. Good to see you for the first time in a podcast. This is kind of weird, but awesome. So we'll see how this goes. Um, uh, we are uh, still still on our hype train for uh, Monster Hunter Rise. But today we're not going to do any, any crazy Monster Hunter stuff. But we do want to have a little chat about some of our favorite video game moments um, that we've had the past year or as a child or whatever. But before we get into that, Zach, how have you been? Pretty good, man. Uh, Nothing too exciting has really happened to me in the last week. Uh, I'm taking a couple days off because for many people it is spring break. But, you know, as a working man, I don't really get a spring break anymore. Uh, So I decided to take a couple days off Thursday and Friday of this week just to kind of chill. And uh, it's been, you know, today was my first day. It's been pretty nice. Just take a little break. But yeah, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. How about you? Um, Well, because uh, I'm a teaching man. Uh, I do get a spring break. So this is actually my spring break from the the campus that I'm working at right now. Um, So it's been pretty nice to have a a week off of not doing too much, get a place, get to catch up on some games, hang out, catch up on some sleep that I desperately needed. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's been pretty nice. Um, But and uh, I guess good news for me, um, I got my vaccine and uh, that was an experience. Uh, let me tell you about it right now. <laughs> um, so my, 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 the, the college that I'm at, we, uh, got an email like two days before we were able to get the vaccine. They're like, Hey, you guys are eligible or picked out to be one of like the first vaccine adopters because of what you do. And because I work in a school district and do school stuff, I was able to get the vaccine. So I signed up for it and I told my cooperating teacher like, Hey, I got to leave on Friday because I got to go get my vaccine. And, um, I ended up leaving and I was supposed to get it around, it was like a one thirty to two o'clock time slot. And I ended mm-hmm. up getting it, um, like at three thirty or four or whatever, because there was this super long line on my campus to get the the vaccine. Oh yeah. And I just like, looked at this line. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm on the way for this whole line. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. I just sat there. I listened to some uh, morning star audio book while I was waiting. Perfect. Run. Perfect. perfect time. Yeah. So a, little, a little foreshadowing to a future podcast. Exactly. We'll exactly. So, um, had a, get a lot, got a good, good amount of time just to listen to that, which is pretty good. Um, but let me tell you when I got my shot, um, it, it kind of hurt. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a little, uh, a little bite to it. Mm. Um, more than I was expecting. I'm not like, I'm not like afraid of shots or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm pretty, pretty okay with taking shots, but um, lady, she just like poked me and I was like, Ooh, I can feel that, feel that going into my veins right now or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I was like, this is, it felt pretty thick. Like I was like, what the heck? Um, and then afterward they had to, had to sit in a room for about 15 minutes. They had a time, like they're like, put a timer on your phone, sit here, hang out. If you have any sort of symptoms, you start freaking out or like whatever's going on with your body. Yeah. Like, yeah. I saw like a video of a nurse <laughs> who I think in the first 15 minutes, she stood up and just immediately passed out after she took the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I know that people are known to occasionally have some adverse side effects. Exactly. So, um, I mean, there's like three different vaccines you'd be taking right now, but either one that you were, that you, uh, got, you had to sit there 15 minutes and just kind of wait it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I felt kind of awkward, like weird. I mean, like, 
I don't, I didn't know if I was like feeling bad or whatever the, after I got it. Like, I was just like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got up 15 minutes happened and it wasn't that big of a deal for me, but I got up and I left, but dude, the next day, the next day I felt so bad. Oh no. Like I couldn't even move my left arm. I was like, what's going on? Like my, cause typically like you have body aches or whatever. Right. But my body didn't hurt at all. Like it wasn't like I was like, okay, my body's hurting. Like I can't move or whatever, but like it was just my left arm where I got my shot at. And I had like the worst headache I've ever had in my entire life. Like it felt like my brain was like melting or something. Jesus. Yeah. I was like laying in bed the whole day. I got up and I was like, I need to take a shower or something. I tried taking a shower and it still felt really bad. I just like couldn't do it for the rest of the day. And then I like, I guess I, I ordered Chinese food, which probably wasn't the best idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was, it wasn't even like Panda or anything. It was just some like, uh, Chinese restaurant like where I live and it just tasted fine but then like I got through half the like the fried rice I was eating or whatever and like I was like okay I'm feeling kind of nauseous right oh no yeah so it just didn't work with me at all so <laughs> um yeah I ended up going back to sleep so I was only up for like maybe a couple hours and then I tried to eat dinner the later that night and I just went back to bed Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's super rough. And I've, it's, you're not the only one. I've definitely heard of other people that have had some pretty adverse, you know, next even few days after they took the shot. Uh, one of my friends said it was probably the most sick he's been in years, Mm -hmm. you know, after he took this, this vaccine. I mean, granted taking the vaccine is great because then you're not going to get sick with the coronavirus. And that's something we've been afraid of for a whole year now. And it's good that we have it out there. But it does suck that, you know, your experience and other people's experiences, sometimes this will happen. But I mean, that's a risk that people are willing to take. And it's obviously one that you're willing to take, too. So. Exactly. Um, and I think it's pretty it's almost kind of necessary ish for me too, just yeah. for um, where I'm at. I mean, I work with students, a lot of you know kids and everything like that. Of course. Um, and it gives, you know, the teachers who take it a peace of mind um and maybe the parents too knowing that the teachers are getting vaccinated for their students right oh, i'm sure yeah um so i mean for that much of it is pretty much worth it right even if like you're like oh vaccinations or whatever like but i mean sometimes a little bit of sacrifice goes a long way mm-hmm. so so it, it is what it is now and whatever so i feel i feel better now i mean it's been several days since my my shot yeah nothing nothing lasting right it was just no, that one day it was literally like, okay, just that one day yeah this day that was crappy but moving on yeah. i'm fine now <laughs> it was pretty awful i was like wow i feel like absolute crap like i just didn't <laughs> feel good um so that was pretty gnarly like i didn't wasn't expecting that to happen i was like oh pff, i'm not gonna get like um uh, people talk about body aches or like whatever like mm-hmm. but i was like i couldn't even eat food and i was like that's how bad it was yeah that's pretty intense i mean couldn't even move your arm it, it was it went beyond soreness huh like your arm just kind just of lost like motor function yeah just like <laughs> it was weird i was like trying to lift it was like heavy it felt really heavy yeah, and it wasn't any other part of my body it was just like where i got my shot yeah um but yeah i'm good now hanging out you know i feel cool. good like um but yeah whatever but anyway, moving moving forward from that, um, that was basically the uh, the pinnacle of my week last week. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I also ended up taking my second test. And I was telling you about my first test that I was taking that was kind of a little kind of in a weirder the testing environment didn't feel like a testing yeah center, a little, right? little unexpected, maybe not up to the standards you thought it would be. Yeah, but this testing center I went to definitely was it was like way more professional it was in a big office building right um 
I made like the first mistake when I walked into because they had these signs on the door like that were, you know, if you have these symptoms, like then you can't take the test right now or mm-hmm. like and it had some other thing that I didn't read. I just like looked at it and I was like, oh, this is just like, you know, protocol. Like if you have COVID, don't come in kind of thing. And right. Take right. Your test you see later. stuff all over the place. Yeah. So I'm like, OK, I already know all this stuff. So I knock on the door and, and then this man opens up and he's like, did you read the science? I'm like, yeah, I did. Like figuring like what else do I need to know other than like I don't have any of these symptoms, of course. So I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like did you go wash up in the washroom or whatever? And I was like, no. And he's like, did you actually read it? And I was like, I read that one at that. Okay. So I felt so bad. I was like, okay. And then yeah. he closed the door and he's like, read the thing and then come back. And then, oh man. And it was like, I was supposed to go to the bathroom and like wash my hands and use a specific hand sanitizer and whatever. Like, so I did that, then came back and then was able to move on with like the logistical stuff before my test. Yeah. They had me like stand in a certain part of my other room while he was like kind of questioning me about whatever, um, and then I had to like scan my hand in and give my keys. And then before I got into the testing room, I had to pat myself down to show that I didn't have anything in my pockets. I wasn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, ch- they made me take off my little bracelet. They like, oh, they were taking this really seriously. Yeah, I know. Like the other place was just like, yeah, go in the room. Like I, I had to put, uh, put my stuff up, of course, and like a little locker and stuff like that. But they were like super strict about everything, which I would, I would hope. Right. I'm like, this is, these are like state level tests. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I definitely respect that level of security. Exactly. Um, like no one should be cheating. It was, this needs to be like this fair game for everybody. So I'm glad it was more like that, but it was, it, it took me off guard because it wasn't, but the other one that I took was not like that at all. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, whatever. I took my test. I feel pretty good about it. I don't know my result until I think, uh, sometime maybe this weekend, but I mean, I feel as good as I did with my other test, so I cool. passed that one. So yeah, well, good luck with that. Yeah. I mean, sounds like you did pretty okay based on how you feel. So, yeah. so we'll we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, all right. So let's get into today's topic. Our favorite, some favorite game memories, or just games in general, or whatever's going on. I mean, <laughs> today I saw you playing a game that I was never expecting to see you play <laughs> on uh, on Switch today. Um, if anybody knows, uh, I was a uh, Playing, playing some games on my Switch, and I saw a little pop-up. Zach is online playing uh, Arena of Valor. Zach, yes, explain sir. Arena of Valor to the lovely folks. Oh, out man. So I I knew that you had known about this game for a while because there was a couple times where you showed me you are playing it on your phone, right? And uh, I never really took this game seriously. And I was like, whatever, you know, just kind of like a League clone. And, you know, for those of you all that don't know, I play a lot of League of Legends. I'm not necessarily good at the game, but I play a lot of it. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm not really ever going to slum it up and play Arena of Valor, right? But uh, we were looking, Kayla and I, for free-to-play Switch games last night. And there weren't a whole lot of options, but one of the ones I saw was Arena of Valor. And uh, I took a look at it, and you know, I was like, oh, okay, I remember this game. Okay, and was like, oh, go ahead and download it. I kind of want to see how well you would do. Go ahead and try to play it. So I was like, all right, fine. And uh, I played a few games. Absolutely popped off. I'm not sure if it was just like bots I was playing against at first. Probably was. And it put me probably against like real players the last two games because mm-hmm. I had to actually like try a bit. But let's just say these people were definitely like beginners to the MOBA genre. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was like, yeah, I kind of know what's going on. So, uh, but uh, yeah, today I was trying to get into a game. And I guess people just don't really play during the day or it's like mostly international people that play this game still. And it's like Americans kind of stay away, like there's better options or something. So I was trying to when, it, when you saw me online, I was trying to get into a game and I never got into a game that whole time I was on. I had like a 10 minute queue time. I got into one and apparently we didn't choose like the right heroes or whatever. So like it aired out and it restarted my queue timer. And I tried to get into a game three more times after that and failed every single time. So I couldn't even play today. 
I'm just trying to get to ranked. You know, apparently I have to like have five heroes and only way to get gold to buy these heroes is to play more games. And they obviously want you to, you know, actually spend money to get the gold, right? So you can get these heroes. But I'm like, nah, I'm not spending any money on this game. Like I don't spend any money on league. No way am I going to spend money on Arena of Valor. So I wanted to play just to get the gold and I couldn't play today. But <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny that I I actually did download this game. Yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious. I saw I deleted the game so long ago because I was again like you're just looking up free to play games, and that's what I did too. And I was right. like, oh, look at this one's a MOBA, MOBA, so I'll try it out. Um, but yeah, totally popped off my first few. I even showed you my it's on there on the iPhone too. You can get it on exactly. The yeah, you showed me and you were like dominating. Yeah, I was like look how easy me. this is. Like they don't even like know what's going on no they didn't know they didn't know spacing auto spacing or anything like they were just letting me hit them i was just walking back and forth you know hitting them backing off and they were like what's going on yeah. <laughs> they were just slowly dying um but we i'll play that game with you we can duo up or do something and just I mean, like probably dominate yeah it'd be hilarious it'll be so funny i mean we'll probably get to people that are like yeah eventually decent, exactly eventually. yeah but um i don't know but it, we'll play i don't know it's free might as well like for that board i mean free to play games right yeah but uh i definitely wouldn't classify it as one of the games i'm like fond of yet yeah. right just because uh <laughs> definitely like a ripoff of a game that i actually like so yeah. <laughs> um anything else you've been playing other than league and uh i've actually been playing a lot more rocket league recently yeah uh because you know my friend group has gotten back into that game and uh, i'm still not the best at it but i've kind of gotten better uh for those of you that don't play rocket league basically like it's a bunch of cars playing soccer i mean that's probably the simplest way to explain it and there's like boost involved so you're going super fast if you like do the right technique you can fly in the air and hit the ball and stuff like that so uh, it's a pretty wacky game but it can be really a lot of fun especially mm -hmm. if you're playing with people but uh yeah i've gotten decent i still can't like fly to hit the ball super well and i'm not always accurate when i actually want to hit the ball like in general yeah and uh to actually be good at the game you definitely have to do those two things and uh i've, I've been practicing a lot you know playing with all my friends who still play it i've gotten a little bit better not that great but it's a fun game to play so pretty much that league i've been playing breath of the wild for mm -hmm. the last month because i ended up getting it i think around my birthday and uh, I beat the game, just the story mode in general. I uh, still have a lot of shrines left to go get. And a lot of the side quests I kind of did on the fly. Like if it was on the way to like a major objective or something I really wanted to do, I would do a side quest. But other ones I would kind of just ignore. So I haven't gotten everything I need to get out of that game yet. So that's still like kind of on the back burner, something I can go back to. But yeah. Um, How do you feel about it? Like it, just the overall experience that you've had playing it. I liked it a lot. Uh, it reminded me, like a lot of people say, it reminded me a lot of Skyrim. That's probably the biggest comparison people make, mm -hmm. right? Because it's open world. Uh, you can get a bunch of weapons. The fact that, uh, which I thought was cool, your resources can be depletable. Like the weapons can break. You're always looking for new weapons, new shields, stuff like that. Added like a whole new dynamic to the game because in other Zelda games, you just pick up a sword and you're like, okay, this is going to take me through like half the game until I get the master sword. And then there we go. You know, the rest of the game is done. But it's kind of cool how, uh, especially like for shrines, sometimes there's chests that you have to go get like optionally. And I know like based on like how many shrines I'd done, like at 10 shrines, I knew that these optional chests probably held something good as in like a good weapon or a good shield. And uh, since all my weapons are always breaking and all my shields are always breaking, I kind of want new ones to replace them. So it's kind of a cool different dynamic where you're, it adds more incentive to kind of look around, gather things, and actually go and open chests that are kind of out of the way because they might have good items that, you know, you need, right? Yeah. Um, and it makes you, you know, want to use some of the, like, the, 
like the the poopier items and like yeah. makes you want to like try different things out and like you're not you're not so like once you get the best weapon in the game like you you don't just like hone onto the thing that, the thing that does the most damage because you know it's gonna break so you kind of save it for like when you exactly. need it you know um that, that that's a new like player item dynamic that most games don't really have that's and it's balanced really well it's not just like you know it's gonna break on me like in two seconds but yeah no exactly uh and that's for sure correct uh, some of the more strong enemies like the lionels or the henexes and stuff like that mm-hmm. i would definitely save my higher attack damage weapons for them if i'm just fighting like a bacoblin i'm not going to use my 56 attack weapon and potentially break exactly. it on something like that so yeah and then even like the one weapon the master sword that doesn't break i like how they had like the charge system mm-hmm. where you can still use it in regular combat but you can only use it for a certain amount of time before it like loses charge technically exactly yeah. and then you can't use it for like a certain amount of minutes like you're forced to go back to your depletable resources so it's very well balanced yeah i totally agree with you there um i had a lot of fun with the game when i played it i remember i got it kind of toward launch like when it came out mm-hmm. during our was it our freshman year of college so yeah back whenever the switch <laughs> Four was years coming ago, out so longer yeah um but yeah i was playing that all day grinding through all the shrines and doing as much as i can i still haven't there's dlc to it too yeah me. i heard about that and um i'm i haven't even got through any of the deals well i've gone through some of the dlc but i haven't like finished it yet mm-hmm. so i need to go back and just you know knock those out i think i got like stuck i kept dying and i was like getting frustrated but that's another thing man it's it's a hard game i've never played a zelda game that combat is this hard yeah like it's unforgiving even when you have some of the best stuff in the game if you do something wrong it's kind of like monster hunter right you do something wrong some of these monsters can still one shot you Mm -hmm. in this game uh so you got to be always on your toes and it does kind of open the option for a little bit of tilt right like you think that you dodged correctly but you didn't and then uh, what's her name mifa's grace isn't available so you don't come back to life and you're like oh my god come on man <laughs> but it, it adds to like the flair of the game and you know the appreciation yeah. you have for it yeah totally um i wish there was more dungeons i guess in the game true because there's only really technically five i yeah. guess like the four beasts and, and then, then the castle, castle. Yeah. yeah so i mean that's not that that big of a deal but yeah um i think the shrines kind of do a good do a good job at kind of um that's what i was giving thinking. you the feeling of having dungeons like but the puzzles right because it's like each one is a specific puzzle you have to solve exactly yep. um so that's kind of nice but i think traditional dungeons would have been kind of kind of fun kind of nice um and i think that's might the direction they're going for breath of the wild too mm-hmm. right and some people think it's a multiplayer game because really um one is copper of the wild two right you know two they like, they like <laughs> two player they like the uh for, you know video games are notorious for doing that like ooh, here's two now you can play as two people right right, right. um but also because uh zelda well, i don't want to spoil the well i mean i mean the game hasn't launched yet so but i mean it's in the trailer like, yeah 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 right so i mean like i don't, I don't know should i spoil it right now it's not, I mean, this, go ahead this, I, don't, I don't think it's really a spoiler it's not a spoiler so so sorry for people who haven't played worth the wild one or whatever right uh, i mean it's the same freaking thing for all the games you know mm. the princess or whatever but, right right um in the trailer right um this is i'm spoiling as much as the trailer gives um zelda and link are together right and they're like traveling underground and then you know do with that information as you will right mm-hmm. um they're traveling underground together right but zelda and link are together right and so in the game it's assumed that you know they'll be they'll be traveling together and you could maybe zelda would be a playable character ah as well. that'd be cool right so you have link and zelda working together to solve dungeons solve puzzles or do whatever um so that seems like a cool idea especially if you can play like online with a friend or something like, for sure yeah i mean it's kind of like the conversation we were having about like our free-to-play games i think that 
all games are kind of transitioning to more of a multiplayer format, mm-hmm. especially with the popularity of like game streaming. Cause mm-hmm. it's so much more fun to watch someone stream a game when they're playing with their friends. Cause yeah. you get that like back and forth, sometimes comedic back and forth between friends. Mm. And then just in general, it's fun to play a game with someone else. I mean, talking about like monster hunter generations, I wasn't even going to play it, but then you started playing it with me and I was like, <laughs> now we're, now we're- deep into g-rank <laughs> for sure i mean i've logged almost 80 hours in the game now and it's basically just because i was playing it with you and it added like a whole more fun dynamic to the game. exactly yeah um because like in our, in our past when we played monster hunter like it was always kind of like on our own time right right and then occasionally we would get together and play together but like that was like few and far between exactly um but uh, like now with like our switches and like with the power of the internet we can like get together and play a lot more often exactly and when this new game comes out monster hunter rise next friday you know i, I just pre-ordered it so it's already it's already coming i'm really excited it's going to be pre-downloaded by wednesday night probably oh man yeah i gotta do the same thing and i only gotta say one thing goodbye league because yeah. i got a new main game i'm yeah. gonna be playing whenever this game comes out <laughs> well, we're gonna grind hard but you know, it kind of sucks because uh they already said that the hunter rank cap it's gonna. It's probably gonna cap out at twelve, probably. Oh man, something like something like that. Well, Seven or twelve. I mean, we kind of expected that a little bit, right? Because like, uh, for for generations, you can't get past thirteen is the highest rank, right? In mm-hmm. high rank, you can't get past that until you get to G rank and beat G rank. Mm-hmm. And this is not obviously gonna have G rank yet. Yeah. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But it's weird because in Monster Hunter World, there's like a uh, a specific quest you have to beat before you can unlock your. It's like the first, um, what are they called? The arc tempered monsters. I think it's mm-hmm. like once you do your first arc tempered quest, you unlock your hunter rank. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then in Iceborne, there's like a, a quest where you fight an arc tempered, um, Rathian and arc tempered, uh, Nightshade Palalumu. Mm-hmm. Once you do that quest, you unlock your, your master rank cap. Right, right. So in Rise, they're like giving us a, uh, uh, the new monster camellios right um well, it's not new but new to rise right they're gonna give us that dlc drop and then they're also gonna give us a quest that's gonna unlock our hunter rank okay so but i think it's gonna be like scaled though so like if you're gonna be locked at a specific hunter rank but the more that you play you know how like you went from hunter rank 12 to like 50, like 30 exactly. something like right once it unlocked after that point uh, based on how much you did before your hunter rank might have shot up to 50 or exactly. could have only gone to like 17 exactly yeah so i guess if we're grinding out and playing and like getting some of the best kind of end gear and stuff by shoot point, all the way up to 70 yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah we could be almost level 100 exactly right? yeah <laughs> which is the goal by april i should be level master <laughs> hunter rank 100 at least right lofty like, goal but hey i think it's possible yeah i mean when i i mean it was it was that easy to get to 100 in a in a generations ultimate yeah. but i mean that's a different game completely so we'll see but i'm, I'm excited i'm gonna waste a lot of time on that i'm gonna come home after after school every day it, just playing away Play and away, uh yeah. i'm i'm interested to see how difficult the game's gonna be because for anyone that tuned into the last podcast uh magmalo was very tough for us mm-hmm. he was a very tough monster and if that's like a trend that's gonna follow this is gonna be a hard game um but that it is confirmed that that Magnamalo is like beefed up though. He's he's beefed up. Yeah. So I mean, he's hard. He's way harder. Like his attacks are hitting way harder than they would normally. And we kind of figured that because that was a little bit ridiculous. But I don't know if he's like has less health or not or whatever. Because people have done it, killed him in like nine minutes. Uh-huh. You know, like I've seen videos already. You know, we talked about like oh the 
you know the the try hard sweaty people like all the really really great monster hunter yeah, like team dark side yeah, team, i definitely saw them release yeah. a few videos yeah they already I think did that. seven minutes was the yeah. shortest i saw so the best of the best monster hunter people who know like you know all of the damage output stuff like know exactly how to like you know use the system to its full advantage to get the most damage out right right um they're already out there and making these like speed run videos of the the hardest monster basically magnum all over right now so that's pretty awesome but it's not going to be that hard in the Ranther game. And especially there's no armor skills. There's not anything that Exactly. And that's what know. we were talking about. No customiz- customizable options for us. Yeah. Uh, just this stock set that they gave us, which made things a lot more difficult. Exactly. So um, I, don't, we don't, I don't think we have too much to worry about. So if we get that, get that point of the game, we'll be, we'll be good. Oh, yeah. No worries there. I, w- I was just curious because if the whole game was going to be that hard, that that's like definitely revert back to the old days of monster hunter yeah if that was their plan and it's honestly the I, would, I wouldn't have minded it because it would have been kind of refreshing i mean stuck on the great jaggy for four days <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't even beat the first monster <laughs> um also like there's gonna be you know how in generation ultimate and all the other monster Hunter games there's the hub quests and then there's the single player quest like the village right. quest right that's how this game's gonna be as well okay so i mean honestly dude I want to just jump right into the, the like the, the guild quests. And that's what I did with Generations yeah. Ultimate. <laughs> yeah, like kind of like, yeah. Well, I'll I'll do the story on the weekend when exactly. we're, we're bored and I'm bored, have nothing else to do, and I want, but like no, I want to grind armor and like like get some really good gear early on, right? Make the make the single player like because it's gonna be story based and all this other stuff. Right? It's always slow. And it's slow and like it's if I had really good armor to begin with, then it's like you, you can get through it. Super and quick. then any monster hunter player knows that the real challenge is definitely in like the hub and the online multiplayer yeah. quest so um and they have a new scaling method too so like if you go to a hub quest by yourself then it's scaled to a single player right they're gonna be tougher they said they're gonna be tougher but it's still scaled to one person and right. there's two it's gonna be scaled to two if it's okay. three it's gonna be scaled to three and four to the four way i understood it with world it was like if you went in by yourself it was scaled to one person exactly but yeah. as soon as you sent out an sos and one more person joined it was just scaled to multiplayer like it was just as hard with two people as it would be with four was i correct yeah and, it's something okay. like that yeah. so it, it would be cool if it like you said would be like scale to two scale to three yeah. scale to four so that's exactly how they have it scaled. that's a lot more yeah. fair in my opinion um but they also have it scaled as well because now you can bring a companion with you right See. so you know how if there's four players or there's three players you don't have a polyco with you right, anymore, right? they just drop out completely yeah but now you can have a buddy and that makes sense because with the palamute like it would suck like you're so used to like getting around with your doggo and all of a sudden he's gone (laughs) exactly so they they knew that that was going to be an issue but the dog is doing damage too right he's dealing damage to the monster that's either bonus i mean talk about 400s and four dogs all fighting but the monsters are scaled to that so So there's going to have larger health pools to account for the palamute slash palico exactly yeah and which is is balanced honestly yeah so um so that's something to look forward to i guess but Yes, sir. I'm, I'm excited. Like, yes, we're going to jump right to the hub quest and do as much as we like the night that it comes out. Because if it comes out, if you get it the night off or sometime before, because it should um, pre download onto your console, right? Like right. on Wednesday night or Thursday morning or whatever. And then by like 11 or something or even 1030 sometimes. I've, I've I played like when I got Animal Crossing, it's supposed to come out on Friday and I got it on like 1030 Thursday night. That's when it unlocked for me. So like my Animal Crossing save is on. Uh, like when it says like oh you started your new island and it was like a day before the game actually came yeah. out right um so i had it a little bit early that's the benefit yeah so the game comes out thursday night dude we can do our thursday podcast and then 
play Monster just Hunter. Just go right ahead there. and send it. Yeah. Or you can do our podcast while we're playing Monster Hunter. Who knows, you guys? <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um, so whatever. But yeah, that's a hype, hype, hype. I mean, dude, all, all I've been doing, honestly, has been playing a bunch of Monster Hunter. I mean, you know, I'll dabble in some Fortnite. I played a little bit of Tomb Raider, um, Rise of the Tomb Raider recently. Um, I try to get into Dark Souls. Yeah, I saw you online once in Dark Souls, and that was always a game I was interested in. Because people compare Monster Hunter and Dark Souls a lot because they're both like really tough games where mistakes can really cost you. It's like with Dark Souls, I, I've played it once because I got Dark Souls 2 mm-hmm. for my PS3 back in the day and I tried it out. I just wasn't really my game, I guess, because like the visuals weren't like up to par because I got it like only a couple years ago and my PS3 like super old right now. Everyone's moved on from that. I don't have a PS4, but that's still the only platform I have like console wise. So. I tried playing it. wasn't really my thing. Maybe I need to try like a more updated Dark Souls version to, you know, actually get into it. But the way I hear, it's very tough and very unforgiving. And I can uh, attest to that. Like, I was so frustrated with the game because I've had this Switch game for a long time. And mm-hmm. I got to like so far into it and not even very far. Like, I beat like three bosses or whatever. And like, then I got like stuck because I was like, I don't even know where to go from where I'm at to like the next thing right yeah <laughs> and the game doesn't really tell you you kind of have to like go move around and that, that's that's the kind of the vibe i got from two i mean i was just kind of walking around i was like i'm not sure if i'm going to the right place but yeah. I'm, I'm going and then you go and you fight some monsters and you're like oh these are pretty manageable then you get a little bit deeper into where that and it's like these are definitely not manageable at all <laughs> like they're not even can, like they are one-shotting me exactly. and these are just like like the little monsters they're not even like the boss or whatever like these are like just things so I was getting so frustrated because I did, but I just started to learn like the mechanics of it, like how the souls work, how the, how, when you die and you respawn, like what it means to be a human, like or hollow or whatever, like how the different, like things in the game, like how the game mechanics work. Now I understand that it's more fun to play because I know how to like manage all that stuff now. Right. Right. And like, like I know when it's okay to die because like, you know, or because I don't have any souls or whatever. Like I know when to start leveling up. Or how exactly does that work? Do, do souls like, cause you to respawn in a certain place okay so um there's bonfire right and you can rest at bonfire i remember that okay yeah so you at the bonfire you can like level up and do kind of like all your logistical stuff at the bonfires right but every time you kill an enemy it gives you a certain amount of souls right and the harder the enemy the more souls you get right okay and with the souls you can use it to trade like with merchants or whatever to buy things and you can also use the souls to level up your character and you need a certain you need to reach a certain like um souls threshold before you can like uh start leveling up specific skill points gotcha yeah but to level up you don't just say like i'm gonna level up you know how like in a game where it'll be like level up and you click level up and you level up and then you get like a skill point then you can like use that skill point to go to a certain like skill yeah, set kind of right? like in skyrim yeah it's not like that so the way that it works is that you have like all your like skills you have like 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 vitality endurance dexterity faith and tell like all these different things and when you have enough souls to level up you can use those souls and like change your vitality from 15 to 16 and if you do that it, get, it turns you from level 11 to level 12 or something right right so when you start leveling up your like different attributes then you level up your character as a whole um 
but for me, I didn't like know when to, to put things into. So I, I, I looked it up because I, I didn't want to just like go through this game blind and like, I mean, definitely haphazardly like, put a random stuff everywhere. Right. Like, it was such a tough game. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I mean, I, I needed, I needed something to get started. Right. So I was getting too frustrated, like dying every two seconds because like my endurance sucked or I had a really bad weapon or like, like I kept like, I couldn't dodge because my endurance, because like, you know, like in Monster Hunter, when you like your stamina depletes a little bit, like when you do like a, like a roll, like a dodge right. roll, right? When you do a dodge roll in this game, like it's like half your stamina. <laughs> And then every time you attack, it's your, it's like, a, Oh, so it takes stamina to attack. Yes. So like if you're just spamming the attack button, right. And a monster's coming at you and then you like, he's coming for a big hit and all you do was trying to hit him. Oh, and then man. you try to roll out of the way. You're, you're not going to be able I'm, to, roll. I'm just trying to imagine how tilting monster hunter would be. If like every time we just normally attacked, it would take away our stamina. Exactly. And the game doesn't start you off with a lot of stamina or oh. endurance. Right. So like you're not doing that much. And every time you try to block an attack, the block is kind of like how in Monster Hunter, like you block, you lose stamina when you block, right? Um, it's just like that too. So when you block, so like you, you, like you never have enough endurance, right? And then you have to like gauge it. So you have to like run around the monster, kind of block, and then you see that he hits you, and then like you lose so much stamina. So then you're like, okay, well now I gotta let that beef up a little bit. He's going for another attack, then you dodge, then you maybe you get one or two hits in, and then you like retreat completely kind of watch what he is about to do with the next attack or whatever and you can parry too mm. so you can parry the monster's attack and stuff like that and like well, i'm not even good at that yet but if you get good at all these different mechanics then the game gets progressively easier because you get more skillful at it right right i mean and you absolutely have to learn because if you don't you just get punished just, and yeah, punished destroyed. and punished and punished so uh, dark souls has been because like my friend says he doesn't think dark souls is hard it's like once you get in the groove right it's not difficult that's yeah. what he says and I'm starting to kind of get the the idea now, right? Uh, I'm still like basically a Dark Souls noob. Like I don't play it that often. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to like I want to beat this game, so I'm gonna get more into it. But there's definitely like this whole learning curve. Oh yeah, um, kind of like how Monster Hunter was, right? Definitely. Um, but it's I, I find it more because um, this is a remaster in the first month, Dark Souls, so of course it's gonna be a little bit slower, right? Yeah, because it's the first game. But it is it's not clunky, but it's like it's a lot more methodical in the way your button presses and the way you're going to do things and like and to perform specific actions like to kick in the game you have to like push up the left analog stick and then press the right bumper at the same time yeah it's weird and to attack it's the bumpers it's not the oh uh, like yeah. a shooting game yeah so it's like if you want to swing your sword you press like the right bumper that's right if you want to do a strong attack with your sword you press the the right trigger I think a lot can be said too about like controls based on like the trends of the time. Mm-hmm. Like as more games are released, let's say in 2021, I feel like they're all going to have like a similar control scheme exactly. because if you're a gamer, you want to like go into a new game, you want to learn all the game has to offer, but you kind of want your controls to be similar to what you're used to. At least like there's that familiarity. And I think that a lot of games do a good job of kind of having that you know, mm-hmm. despite different platforms and different games. So it makes sense that, since it's remaster, it, it might have the same control scheme as like way back when, which could be totally different because things have evolved since. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's fun to check it out. If I beat it, I'll let you borrow it because it's the cartridge. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, think I should probably give it another chance because mm-hmm. I do like those games that take a long time to like know. Mm-hmm. And then once you get decent at them, it's rewarding to say, oh, this used to be so tough for me, but now I'm actually doing it and it's not so bad. Exactly. Exactly. Um. But yeah, so Dark Souls is cool. Uh, I'm going to figure it out. No doubt about that. Um, I have like a list on my phone of games I'm trying to finish, right? Uh-huh. And oh, one of them is The Witcher. I still haven't got 
I can't anyway, believe it, man. I know, like, you've had so many great memories with that game, and, like, so much is so detailed, but, like, I feel so dumb. Well, I don't feel dumb, but, like, I got it on the Switch for the novelty of the Switch version, right? Uh-huh. And, it, and it's honestly not a bad port. Like, I can get by and play it, but it's just, like, I have no motivation to want to keep <laughs> doing it just because the way it looks, and, like, I just don't feel like it. Um, but every time I play it, I have a good time. It's yeah. just that, like, I just don't want yeah, like, yeah. Well, you know at its core it's still that same great game but i definitely understand where you're coming from because the witcher like just visually and like how smooth it runs has a lot to offer and luckily my pc at, the, at that time was able to run it to like a, a high capacity mm-hmm. so i was able to see all that and it, it's it's a lot can be said about like the immersion aspect when it comes to like visuals because for me it was almost like watching a movie like it was so clean it was probably the cleanest game i'd ever seen at that point mm-hmm. so it made me want to go back into that world right but if you're looking at the Switch and there's like these choppy, pixely little graphics, <laughs> yeah, so you're like, like these sharp edges on like, every I don't single. know if I really feel immersed. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's the cutscenes look really pretty decent. Yeah. Right? But when you get to the overworld, like think I don't even like there's monsters in the game. I don't even know what they really look like because it's like I took off my glasses. And I can't see. Them, you know what I mean? Like, um, so that's yeah, a shame. But uh, maybe uh, maybe I don't know. You got to invest in like a PS4 version or something. That's like what I'm that. saying. Like, but I want to restart it because what they have now is that uh the uh the steam link or whatever you can like uh not steam links that's streaming but the uh you can you can set up your file save it to like the steam cloud or whatever mm-hmm. and then if i ever get like a pc or something that can run it i can transfer I, the save. I, I can transfer the save to steam and play it on my pc oh, that'd be cool that's what i want to do right so i'm waiting on like that to ever happen but it's never going to happen so i don't know i'm worried about but 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 right now there's um the rumors of a new switch coming out right like actual like hardcore more like um tangible rumors from credible sources about Hmm. them working on a new switch right and if it's more beefier than the the old switch um then potentially they could up like up res the game make it just look look a little better and if they end up doing that then i might just finish it on switch will the same cartridge still support like an up resolution like up graphic capacity see that's where people are kind of getting like kind of nervous i guess yeah. um because some people are like during this pandemic time they like they've been looking for switches that people are trying to buy a switch people have just got their hands on a switch like you just got your hands on a switch right right and then to find out like come this fall there's going to be a brand new switch that's going to be way beefier and then Maybe not way beefier, but just like better, a little bit way. better. Yeah, like the screen. I know that there's supposed to be like an OLED panel, like a slightly bigger panel. It's still going to be a 720p screen, but it's going to be OLED instead of the whatever screen is in it right now. Um, so it's going to just have nicer colors, better blacks. Like it's just going to be an overall better screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the dock is going to be able to upscale to a higher resolution. I don't know if it's going to be 4K or not, but just a better resolution to work on, you know, newer TVs and stuff like that. Right, right. right. But this isn't the first time Nintendo's done like a a mid gen refresh, right? Even with like the Game Boy to the Game Boy Color, like that was a mid gen refresh, right? And there was Game Boy Color exclusive games, right? Or you talk about the DS to the DSi. Remember the DSi? Yep. And then the 3DS after that. Yeah. So the DSi had exclusive games. Yeah. On yeah. that thing on that console as well. But also, the 3DS came out. But then they came out with a like a more beefier version of the 3ds the new 3ds so they called it and it, right. came, it had a little stick on it and then it had a better a better like um parallax effect with the 3d like you could like move the 3ds around and it still like stayed 3d and then it also had um uh better hardware inside so that it could run games better and there were specific like um 
new 3ds only games there's only a handful of them but there were some games that you could only run with the new 3ds because of the right because the, they the were specs. optimized for the yeah, new specs the, like the xenoblade chronicles for 3ds i ha- i have xenoblade chronicles for the, for the new 3ds but you can't run that on an old 3ds yeah you can only run on the new 3ds and there was like final fantasy or not final fantasy sorry uh fire emblem warriors that was only on the new 3ds um and then i guess the wii the wii u was kind of the same thing honestly um, i guess i mean everyone kind of forgets about the wii u yeah exactly <laughs> it's um, very forgettable but so nintendo has a, a kind of sort of track record of doing stuff like this where they do like a mid-gen like thing where there's some exclusive games to that console right but you can still play the old games. you can still play the old games because monster hunter 4 ultimate came out with the new 3ds because yeah. it had that c stick or whatever the little like nub stick which made it a lot easier yeah it made it a lot easier to play the game but also if you look at it that monster hunter game on a new 3ds and a regular 3ds the graphics look com- like completely different like it looks so sharp so clean it, it, on so but is it the same cartridge you, can you plug in the same cartridge to the different 3ds's and see a, a sustainable difference yes okay so and you can run monster hunter 4 ultimate at 60 like well, 60 that, that's because that, that's the only question i really had like were because you know with the witcher as that example whenever they made that cartridge were they only making it to like at the max handled the capacity that the switch had at the time or did they like implement some kind of thing that allowed it if the specs were better to run at a better rate or a better graphic capacity see that's why i don't know because i know monster hunter 4 ultimate was kind of made also with the with that in mind with that in mind but, right? but something like the witcher was made years ago so maybe yeah. they weren't really thinking about that but i mean patches updates the 3ds didn't really have that as i mean they did like you know you could update your software or whatever right from and, the but games. now every single console has updates and patches. exactly and games have specific patches and different codes uh-huh. going to them all the time and they always will now um so uh i don't know and if anything even with the the beefier specs the game's gonna run better regardless right? yeah um i don't know how much better it can look but it will definitely like run at a better frame rate or whatever at least be smoother i mean give and take right so exactly so if this new thing comes out i've had my i have the first gen switch like the very first one that came out because you have version two switch because i saw the box yeah um that's like the newer version of the switch right has a better uh battery life or whatever i have the one that came out like basically at launch right um so it's getting kind of poopy it's not poopy but it's getting a little older. It's, it's like, showing its age a little bit. The battery like dies pretty quickly now when I play it, like not oh, yeah. on the dock. Right? I've, I've been impressed with this battery life of mine. Yeah, because I can sit in my room, play it for like four hours straight, and it's only at like half battery life. Yeah, and that's not me. I played mine for three hours, and it's definitely dead. <laughs> um, so once this new one comes out, uh, I'll probably hop on board and try to get it like maybe during during Christmas time or whatever. Like if it comes out that's just if it does and then monster hunter rise is going to look great on it that's why also i didn't want to get the monster hunter switch yeah part of it too because i because this is a game right now if they know there's going to be a release of this new switch that they probably are thinking like okay especially like if g rank comes out later on you know exactly we can release g rank and say oh by the way play it now on the new switch yeah or the g rank one when they have a g rank exclusive console exactly that'd be so cool and maybe maybe you get your hands on that exactly so you'll see because I don't want to like wait for something that won't come out. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, you I know. mean, you don't have to wait, but you can hope. Right? Exactly. Um, so there, there's that. So uh, I want to, if that console does come out, that's definitely something that I'm just going to try to get my hands on. Because all the games that I have currently, like they're just going to run significantly better. And because there's that Monster Hunter Rise PC port going to come out in like a year, right? Mm-hmm. They're already trying to make this game look good, right? They're, like, 
Yeah. Capcom's already like figured all that stuff out, especially if it's going to run on the PC. The PC people are going to make mod this game to like, oh, yeah. no end, right? And they, they know how much success they have with World on the PC. Mm-hmm. And that was honestly a game changer because uh, we were talking about like Generation Ultimate's graphics and it looks like a DS. Like the graphics yeah, exactly. are really, really bad. Then they came out with World and it was like, wow, this looks like an RPG, like an updated new RPG, uh, but it's still Monster Hunter. And, uh, and then we talked about Rise's graphics. They're kind of like an ode to the past. But, you know, with some elements of world built in. Yeah, exactly. So I could definitely see, like, a gaming PC running Rise super cleanly, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, who knows? If I ever build my gaming PC, maybe I can get that port for myself. Exactly. So, there you go. Um, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll invest into a gaming PC eventually. Once I, like, kind of settle down and I know where I'm living, I have... Yeah, like, that's the thing. Because, you know, like I've talked about with you, I still have bills to pay and, you know, debt to pay off. Exactly. It just doesn't make any logical sense to me to blow so much money on something because I already have a laptop I can play games on. I mean, it runs kind of slowly and, you know, not the best to play newer games on, but I still have something. So it doesn't make really a whole lot of logical sense to me to drop like so much money on something when I still have these things that are very pressing that I need to get done now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever I'm in a better headspace, I think I probably will. Exactly. And there's also the merit of, you know, you feel proud of building your own PC. It's like a fun process because I was there with Kaylin when she was building hers. And I can tell you, she's super proud of it. Uh, she always loves to show it off and, you know, all the customizable options. She likes to turn all the lights on and she's like, oh my God, look at this. And, uh, but I get it though, uh, that sense of ownership of having something like that and then running games so cleanly on it, you know, definitely a win-win situation. Yeah. Maybe one day, maybe one day. I hope so. I hope one day in the next year, you know, yeah. I hope so. Um, I mean, cause I, I mean, I love console gaming, honestly, like it's like there's a, there's a such a nice feeling just to be able to grab a controller, sit on the couch and just experience games the way I've always oh, done yeah. it. And, and I used to be a big console gamer until college because I didn't bring any of my consoles to college exactly. and I didn't have any updated ones, but the switch has helped me kind of get back into that. And, uh, sometimes when I'm done with work, I don't really want to look at my computer anymore. I want to go back out, you know, and pick up the controller and play switch on my TV, yeah. but know? even play like, like whatever games too. Like I sometimes I see you on tetris 99 that's like, what i'm saying like, it's just just like the feel of like the control in your hand looking at your big because 43 inch tv yeah. is what i have just taking a look at that sitting on your couch instead of your your office chair you know just chilling back and playing games like we're talking about like fun video games video game memories it reminds me of like coming back from school back in like middle school or something just throwing my backpack down on the ground and then sitting on the couch you know playing some games playing some mario kart double dash exactly you know? <laughs> So like no care in the world, have my controller, me and the TV and hang out. Exactly. But I, I love that like almost too much. I know that I can like play controller games too on like, but it's not the, it's not, it has nothing to do with the controller, right? It has, it has everything to do with like the setup and where you're exactly. at. Exactly. The feel. The you feel. Know. Yeah. It's just not the same. Yeah. And I know that like there's competitive games and you want like a smaller monitor because I mean like having a, like a good monitor that like i know having a giant like a tv trying to play like a shooter competitively on a giant tv is like not yeah conducive to like pro playing right like repetitive playing you know you want to like lower the settings a little bit to have the highest frame rate that you can possibly get then like have a decent monitor that can get a reach a certain threshold of a frame rate that you want like there's all that other stuff but like i don't care about that sometimes i want my game to look as good as it can on my nice big tv sit around you know like i don't care like my brother plays a lot of fortnite right 
and I like playing Fortnite on my PS4 on my TV. Like I think it look I'm a PS4 Pro. I think it looks great on my on my TV. And like he doesn't play with shadows on, right? Because he's that's what they do. They don't play with shadows. That like I guess is I don't know the reasoning. I guess it's so like if Maybe. you're looking at somebody, you don't have this other thing you're looking at, right? Yeah, it doesn't distract you because yeah. I mean they have to react so fast. Yeah. So if they see a shadow, it might throw them off. Exactly. So my brother's not with shadows on. He plays at a slightly lower resolution, right? Get the best frame rate that he possibly can. And like the game looks good on his computer, but it's not, that's not his point. Like he can make the game look freaking amazing. Right. You know, but he chooses not to for like the competitive. competitive aspect, yeah. And that's a whole different sphere. But like, I, mean, if, I if like my game looking good though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if you're just chilling, you know, having a casual day playing your switch, your PS4 or whatever, who cares, man? Exactly. Who cares? Make it look good. Make it look bad. I mean, it's up to your, your preference. There's nothing <laughs> on the line, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lower it to, one in one eighty p or something, <laughs> <laughs> something like really bad. I don't know, <laughs> like a potato resolution. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe maybe one day I'll get a PC and then be able to like, because there's some games I just want to like play on PC. Right? Oh yeah, you know, because like I don't know a lot of my friends play PC, and like I know you and the boys play on PC a lot, a lot. and I can't partake as much because my Mac doesn't do it unless you're Diego. <laughs> <laughs> And Diego used to have his own issues. You know, back when we first started playing League, it's so funny. He, whenever he was playing it on his Mac, it would like flash. The screen would just flash like black and then back, black and back, you know, every single second, basically. And he just played like that for I don't even know how long. He may still play like that. And I tried playing on his Mac once and I was like, dude, how do you play like this? He's like, I don't know. I just got used to it. (laughs) Monko for you. Monko. Monko. Shout out to Monko. You better be listening now, Monko. (laughs) I'll link you this podcast, Monko. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I never had issues playing on my Mac ever. I think that was just like a a special circumstance. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. But I can't run anything other than League on my Mac. So yeah. And League surprisingly can run on a lot of things. So yeah, uh, I'll have no problem with League. But then sometimes even Fortnite, I would have trouble running Fortnite on my computer. Uh, there were many cases where we were trying to play over the summer and then I would have connection issues or I'd just like time out, freeze, and I'd be like walking through the ground or something or yeah. just standing still. Sometimes I could see y'all still out there shooting, but I would just be standing still, phasing through a building. And I'm like, yep, I'm going to disconnect. <laughs> and I would just blip out and the game would crash. There's <laughs> <laughs> that one time uh, we were playing with uh, with Jeffrey mm-hmm. and like his his car, like, like, uh, tore through the bottom of the map it was like clipping through the bottom of like this house and he was able to kill people underneath yes <laughs> i think i was there for that yeah you were <laughs> or like what the heck is it's like hacks because <laughs> <laughs> your computer is so bad or not bad but it was like it couldn't render everything that was like happening <laughs> something was going wrong but it like worked out <laughs> uh but yeah but he was stuck there till he died but like it was funny because he was able to kill people underneath the like, that was hilarious because they were like where is this coming from like they yeah. wanted to retaliate but there was no possible way for them to do so unless they had the exact same glitch or exactly. like something that happened that was the same as his um so that that was pretty funny so maybe there are benefits playing on pc <laughs> benefits that you don't even know of. <laughs> um yeah but whatever that um let's see what other what other games have you been you've been maybe even like craving to play not even new games just something something like oh let me think i was i was looking at the fire emblem games because you mentioned those and uh, sometimes, you know, you'll go into Amazon Prime and mm-hmm. recommend like purchases for you based on what you've purchased. 
and uh, Fire Emblem keeps popping up. And it's something you had mentioned to me before in one of our previous podcasts. Is one of the games I should get on my Switch. And uh, I'm thinking maybe at some point I'll go ahead and pull the trigger and get that game. It'll be like my next Switch game, yeah. you know, single player to play. Three Houses is pretty fun. Yeah, that's then that's the one I'm talking about. So that and uh, still still probably going to get Super Mario Odyssey at some point. Uh, but also I haven't gotten Cyberpunk yet. I mean, you gave me everything for the Stadia. And uh, I'm, I haven't really kept up with like the updates of Cyberpunk or like what they fixed, what they haven't. And I still know that it's like a good game to play. And it's one that I was talking to you about for a while mm -hmm. before it even came out. And that's one game that I, I think at some point I'm, I'm definitely going to get as well. But uh, I, I like to not get a lot of different games. I like to like finish a game and then move on to the next one. Right. So yeah. like Breath of the Wild, I'm still kind of like finishing that up at least to a point where I want to like put it down and then I'll move on and probably get like the next game in the line. So yeah cyberpunk it'll be a good game to go through um there's a lot of good moments in that game and i don't know they've kind of they've been cleaning up the game since it came out and right. there's all the memes about it and like, and like I mean, crap they were, they were pretty funny yeah they were pretty <laughs> funny but it got pretty bad with it but they've they patched up a lot of some of the stuff that's like making it almost like so unbearable like so it's better now i mean the story some of the stuff that they promised you could do in the game still isn't like completely there right yeah but i know they're gonna do another dlc pack coming out like a free dlc thing coming pretty soon and then later down the line they're gonna have more stuff coming out so if you start the game now buy it on stadia whatever like go through it play it like i think you'll have a good time because the story going through there's some really great moments in that game mm -hmm. um you know despite all the bugs or despite all like the some of the negativity that it got when yeah, it got, and yeah that's really i've heard from multiple people that at its core it's still a very fun game yeah it's still a good game like the gunplay is fun like it's is what it is um three houses again that's it's a good game i was never really into like that kind of like strategic like and i told you that i've never really been into yeah. it either like but, uh, it, it's good like i had yeah. a good time playing it and once you like the my first playthrough i got stuck somewhere because i just didn't like manage my troops well enough right like and they just were so weak the second playthrough that i've done through that i did, did through it um it was so much smoother because i like knew exactly what i need to do to like make sure that my troops are like like up to par for each mm -hmm. section of the game you know like they're not over leveled but they're like at a place where they can you know hold their own without dying every like three seconds and me being frustrated that i can't get past this specific uh battle or whatever gotcha um but it's pretty neat and once you after this one this like after this i just finished this last playthrough but like now i want to go in and do a key um uh like it's like the classic mode or whatever where like once your troops die they die forever yeah you were telling me about that and that sounds pretty hardcore yeah like that's just how it is like you know they're, they're dead like you're a move that you make that you tell them to do could kill could kill them well, and kill the lives of your people like that, that's that's, that's like is. interesting to me because uh what, what kind of like got me intrigued about this game too is uh i looked at some of you know the reviews and watched a few videos on it it sounded like you can kind of go around and socialize with your troops too yeah and uh you know make bonds make friendships and stuff like that so you know especially with a playthrough like you're talking about that creates higher stakes like you might have gotten attached to a certain character mm -hmm. or you, you were like excited to talk to them next after a certain battle or you're, you're building a bond and then you do a you, maybe not even a mistake you do a certain move that you think is going to work out and it results in their death then they're just gone exactly right? and but i then, like but then like that that move that you've done could be like a like a make or break thing like true you, it could have done like a you sacrificed them yes but you still won the battle but you had to make that sacrifice. yeah and then you can either go back from the save or whatever and do it again and make a different choice or you can 
just you know live with the consequences exactly. right and so that's that's pretty that's pretty cool dynamic you got there um because the game the game has a like a go back in time system basically like oh, really? um because it's part of like your characters like there's a trait that you'll find out once you play the game but you can if you make you you have up to like five of them or something like that at the beginning of the game you get more later but like if you make a mistake you can go back and like redo a couple moves right uh-huh. so if someone dies it's not the end of the world yet but like once you like exhausted a certain amount of like retries basically then you can't you have to live with the well and that's cool that's a dynamic that most games don't have Mm -hmm. because you're right there could be a circumstance where it's like i can sacrifice this person and win the battle but i'm kind of getting attached to this person so you're not just the battle commander at that point you're like this maybe is my friend you know exactly and that's honestly like a situation people probably were in back in the past if they were actually fighting like it's like do i send my friend this general out to, to do like kind of be this distraction Right, well, my actual true force goes in and wins the battle. Do I do this? Sometimes it's a hard choice to make. And having video games where you're put in the driver's seat making these choices, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I live for, yeah. right? Um, that's why I play games. You know, these are these exciting moments where you just like something you would never have to do in real life, but that don't have like actual like dire Power. consequences, yeah. you know, but like you still it still has emotion to it and like exactly power to it because it's it's still real to you because it's still like your world that you're living in. Exactly. Um but like the game is basically like you're you're like a new teacher coming into like this like monastery right and just like these different three houses right there's those fire home three houses right and these specific houses have uh like a certain amount of students to them and you pick one of these houses to align yourself with right and then you become that house that house's uh teacher and then you go and you train your students in specific um arts if it's like archery or like spear combat or like leadership or horseback riding or wyvern riding there's wyverns in the game oh. uh yeah <laughs> they ride like these like wyverns or whatever or like pegasus riding like there's all these different things skill sets they can like be good at and you can like teach them to be good at these specific skill sets so that when they go into battle they can excel at that right mm-hmm. um so you talk to them build bonds you talk to them as students you teach them right and so you grow attached to all these different characters that you're like growing up, like you're teaching and watching them grow. Right. Cause they're, they start as like young, like little people who are going to like be great one day. And then once like they become great, you're like, look at this great star pupil that I, that I have. And you're going to have a star pupil. You're going to have somebody that you always like this. You go to them to do all the damage because like you always, you just put too much time into them because they're right. your favorite. Right. right. Um, and they're out there like destroying everything for you. But like, what if that one dies? You know, you're playing on classic mode and that one has to, you put them into a, a dire circumstance and then they, they, there they go, right? Um, so the, it's, a, it's a pretty fun game. So I think you'll like it too, especially like, I think you're like strategic in that way that you'll, yeah, you'll find yeah. that interesting or the, that kind of gameplay interesting. I never thought I'd like it, but I come to find that I thought that, that was pretty interesting and I want to go back and play some of the other Fire Emblem games. Mm-hmm. And like I told you, I, I tried before because I used to have like DS emulators on my phone back in high school. Mm-hmm. And I tried to play one of the the earlier games. And uh, like I knew it was going to be a strategic like kind of board game type of game. I guess it, the interface of the one I played just wasn't something I liked. But based on the videos I've watched and the reviews I've read and then I, your recommendation as well for this game, I'm willing to give it another shot. And uh, I think I will like this game. I mean, sometimes you just kind of get a sense. Like if you like are learning enough about a certain game you've like seen enough footage or you've like read enough about it you're like okay i'm probably gonna like this game so i feel pretty confident that if i get this game it's not gonna be like a waste of money or anything exactly but yeah 
find some find some good games to play. But also back to the Wyron comment. I actually this is kind of totally off topic, but uh I was watching some like old Game of Thrones scenes. Did you ever watch Game of Thrones? I never never got into it. But anyway, so like uh Daenerys, this is kind of spoilers, I guess, but like Daenerys Targaryen, you've probably heard of her and uh, her dragons, right? And I looked back because the scene I was watching was like this really epic scene where like her dragons going through and like burning this town or whatever. But uh, I looked at the dragon specifically and I was like, is this really a dragon? And it's not. It's a wyvern because it does not have its two front legs. It's just got its wings and its back legs. <laughs> I just thought that was like, you know, talking about Monster Hunter for like these last few weeks. Yeah. I'm looking at Game of Thrones and I'm like, is this really a dragon? <laughs> you know, it's like the Skyrim dragons aren't dragons. Exactly. And it's kind of funny to look at all these different types of media and their interpretation of what a dragon is. I mean, I don't know if this is a universal definition or not. If like one's a wyvern, one's a dragon and all you know, forms of lore out there, right? But as far as the definition we know from Monster Hunter, that's not really a dragon. Exactly. Um, but like, you'll you'll see it used in like a lot of like fantasy games or fantasy yeah, books well, or fantasy true, whatever. True, true. Like, um, it's just like you'll they'll call it a wyvern, and like you look at it and it has its wings and its limbs, like its back limbs. That's it, right? And dragons are dragons, like majestic creatures with four big legs and a giant and two giant wings like it's kind of funny you know before i played monster hunter back whenever i was like seventh grade below i would look at anything that looked like a dragon and i was like that's a, a dragon, dragon. Yeah. <laughs> that's a dragon but uh it's kind of funny you know being able to pick and and see like ah that's a wyvern yeah exactly ah full circle <laughs> starting with monster hunter and with monster hunter very appropriate yep all right, my boy. Well, I think that is a good place to end tonight's podcast. We uh, had some good conversation about some games, and I'm excited to jump into some other things here in our future. Monster Hunter Rise comes on next week. So everybody go check up on that one. And if you guys could, follow us on Twitter at A to Z Discussions. And also our new YouTube channel. Uh, check out our last podcast because we played some Monster Hunter Rise on that podcast. And there's also a link to our YouTube channel on there as well. So go check that out. And with that, Zach, I guess I'll see you next week. All right. Sounds good, man. See ya. See ya.